0: This is Lockdown Land. Hi, thanks for downloading Lockdown Land, the podcast that's here to help you keep busy. Now, in this episode, we're talking to a yoga teacher, a leadership coach, and an author, Jenny Fennig, about having a go at yoga at home for the first time. There's lots and lots of great advice in this podcast. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, then please give it a blast on social media. That would be fantastic. You can also subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app. And if you really, really, really enjoy the episode, you can support it as well by buying me a coffee which helps keep the, keeps the podcast ad-free, uh, just head over to Lockdownland.com. That's Lockdownland.com. So, yoga, have you tried it? I have, quite a few times. Did you fail miserably? I did every time. And did you feel a little bit daft? Because you can, can't you, with all the breathing and the stretching and the moving and things like that. Well, Jenny's here to help. Now, you can find Jenny at jennyfenig.com. That's J-E-N-N-Y-F-E-N-I-G.com. Jenny also has a free template available for us as well, so that we can help reclaim our time, so we don't get too stressed with everything up in the air at the moment and changing. So head over to jennyfenig.com slash schedule, jennyfenig.com slash schedule. Right, the first question I asked Jenny was, do you need to be super fit and bendy to start yoga? You look at the YouTube videos and everybody's seriously fit. Can you be a little bit unfit when you start yoga?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can be whoever you are. You show up as you. That's the beauty of yoga. You are showing up as you. We drop the masks, we drop the labels, which is so liberating. I remember when I first got into it, well, what's interesting about yoga, kind of backtrack a bit, that I first discovered it in college, and I was taking a stress management course that was, I I was very stressed, (laughs) so I said, well, I think I could sign up for a stress management class and learn how to better manage my stress and anxiety, and as one of our assignments, we had to pick a tool for alleviating stress. And it was a group project. And I, it's interesting now as I look back on my life and I know what a role yoga has played, how it's been life changing for me. I said, let's, let's pick yoga. I went to bat for yoga. And I had never done yoga before. I simply had this feeling like it would be a really powerful thing to study. And so I went to my first ever yoga class at this studio in my college town. I went to school at University of Florida. And so it's this yoga class. And I thought it was the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> I just thought, what are these people doing? They were doing this kind of breathing technique called alternate nostril breathing, where you take your fingers up to the outside of your nostrils and you kind of breathe in one side and then you know breathe out the other and it's just, it's really really powerful but at the time I just thought this is so bizarre and I wasn't ready but I've become more open over the last you know 20 years <laughs> since that time to see the the merits of this. And so absolutely yoga will meet you where you are. Yoga is not about how flexible you are. It is about you achieving mastery over the mind. And so don't think that because you're not flexible or because you've tried it before and you can't touch your toes or you're the least flexible one in the class that that means that you can't do yoga.
0: It can be a little bit weird, can't it, at the end? Yeah. You've got to get over that, haven't you? You you, you really do. And it it can be quite difficult to do if you you stand there and you're putting yourself into weird poses and you're doing some breathing and things. It's not something that you naturally do in in your day-to-day life. So how do you get over that?
1: Well, that's the ego. Yeah. That's the ego right there saying to you, you don't belong in this class. You look ridiculous. Everyone's looking at you. You need to leave you're not good at this because why is it that we feel we have to need that we have to be good at everything like straight out of the gate like what is that what is that and so yoga is the opportunity for you to come face to face with the ego and to see how it's been ruling you and to really come in with a be, what's called a beginner's mind and even me having been a practitioner for so many years and having gone through yoga teacher training back in 2007 I still come in with the beginner's mind because even though maybe this one particular pose for me, I tend to do it relatively easily. Like I've done it so many times, thousands of times today. If I were to do that particular pose, I might not be able to stay in it. I might fall down. I might lose my balance. And so if I can come in with that beginner's mind and simply follow my curiosity and say, how is my body feeling today? Where am I tender today? Where in my body needs extra attention or love or nourishment today? That's just, that's the best. And that's really what yoga is.
0: Yeah, because normally we don't think like that, do we? We don't think in our head, oh, my leg needs a bit of attention today. Mm -hmm. You you just don't think like that, do you? And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like changing your mindset a little bit, yeah?
1: Yes, absolutely. And And to see your body as a partner to you and not something that needs to be punished or criticized or graded. You know, there's no like, oh, I did an A plus in yoga today. That's not what it is. It's really about having that time with yourself. And if you, I know now, you know, people aren't, I mean, where I live, the yoga studios aren't open yet. Um, They've been doing a lot of online classes I'm so grateful for that. I miss my studio. I really do because there's a powerful energy that comes from being in community with fellow yogis. But even so, it's really about you taking that time for yourself, with yourself. And for me and for many, yoga is very much a spiritual practice. I mean, it's rooted in spirituality. It comes from India and it's about so many things. Like it just teaches me so much. I'm never finished learning. And that's what's so fantastic about it. It really is a lifelong discovery process. It's a learning and it's an unlearning. And I I have to tell you, I'm thinking back when I was a newer practitioner and I remember that liberation of feeling like I wasn't competing because I had been competing my whole life. Everything was a competition. And when I realized that no one really cared what I was doing in the class. I mean, other than the teacher who was making sure I wasn't going to get hurt if I was doing something that was kind of out of integrity with my body and what, and out of integrity with the, the purpose of the pose, the intention of the pose. So it wasn't a competition of who could get there the fastest or even who could put their leg up the highest. And once I surrendered into that, it just became, it was like, I call it like yoga for me is my church. It's my temple. It's the place where I can come to remember who I am and any time I then leave my class or the practice, I always re-enter my life just so much calmer. It helps me remember my true nature. <laughs>
0: So if we crawl down on the floor, we're in front of YouTube, and we've got some videos up, and we're going to try a little bit of yoga out for maybe the first, second time. We're just slowly getting into it. Are there any signs that we should watch for to sort of like say, let's stop now for a little bit, and you're not going to hurt – don't hurt yourself Mm -hmm. here?
1: Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be feeling pain. Right. I mean, you can be feeling sensations. Like when I'm in stretches – I feel sensations. It's it's a it's intense, but it's a good intense. Similar to when you're running or if you're cycling or anything like that. I mean, you're exerting effort for sure. It's not just this lackadaisical like I'm just chilling out and doing these stretches. It's it requires a tremendous amount of focus, which is fabulous because it helps you with that focus. I feel so many people are distracted these days with all of the distractions and everything that's kind of coming at us and news and um, gosh, we're living in such a wild time right now. So we're all distracted and yoga allows you to come back into that power of focus. But yeah, you, you should be feeling the stretch and you'll be feeling the intensity of that and the challenge of maybe holding a pose for a period of time, but it shouldn't be painful. It shouldn't be um, excruciatingly like, oh my, I can't do this any longer. It, what what you can look for more is that the challenge really is in your mind. The challenge is in your mind. Your body is able to do more than your mind will tell you it can. And so your mind most often will be the one that's saying, you got to come out of this. Like, it, I, I'm tired. It's like you're tired or you're pushing up against an edge, but you shouldn't be feeling pain,
0: I think when I've sat and tried tried yoga many, many times over the years, and I've always given up because uh, I mean, I'm reasonably fit. I run a lot, but Mm -hmm. I can't touch my toes. I just Mm -hmm. I just can't get anywhere near them. And Mm -hmm. it becomes a little bit disillusioning after a while because you think to yourself, well, you know, the people on YouTube are making it look ridiculously Mm -hmm. easy. I mean, just ridiculous. But but I've been holding this pose now and, and my thigh is burning and I've only mm-hmm. been holding this mm-hmm. for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Ha- should, should, you, should you not try and do what the people on YouTube are doing and just do what you can do?
1: You modify. Yeah. And don't compare. Don't mm. compare. You know, there's that, that quote, comparison is the thief of joy. So if you're just comparing yourself to the teacher or to some other person in your class, you're again, letting the ego rule you. And so it's not about what so-and-so is doing. If anything, you use what they're doing to inspire you or to guide you to say, okay, it looks like my knee needs to be over my ankle. You know, you're know, you listening to the cues from the teacher, but it's definitely not something where you need to feel bad about yourself because you're not as far along. You know, my husband, I was the one who was the the, the yogi and got into it and like really it just captivated my heart. And he has been an athlete, you know, since he, since the beginning, big runner, tennis player, and he's not quote flexible. Like he can't touch his toes. You know, I may look like I'm more into the pose because I can, you know, grab my hands behind my back or I can touch the floor when he can't, you know, he has to have his, his arm on his knee, but that doesn't mean that he isn't going as deep as I am. I'm just, my body's different. I have a different body type. I am really flexible, I'm a woman, not that, you know, men can't be like super flexible and get their hand, you know, do, do things even further than I can on a physical plane when you look at it visually. So that's, don't let, don't let that, you know, disappoint you or keep you away from this. The There's such benefits from this. And I feel like for any athlete, if you have a yoga practice as a piece of your, Physical fitness and your mental fitness and your spiritual fitness, it's going to help you be an even better athlete.
0: So, do you have to buy into the meditation side of things and the spiritual side of yoga, or can you just do it purely and simply just for the exercise?
1: Well, that's a personal decision. It really is. And at first, that was the area that I was a little unsure of myself. Uh, the first, when I took that one class in college, as I said, and then I didn't go back to a yoga mat for years. And then I found myself back in a yoga class at a gym. You know, there's a lot of gyms that have yoga classes. And I'm grateful for those yoga classes. And most of those were were much heavier on the physical side than the spiritual side, right? And people just wanted to stretch and they wanted to get their workout on. They wanted to sweat, that's fine, but really the root of yoga is and I've been I went to India a few years ago. So I just have such a love for that country and I'm so grateful for what they created and shared with us. So I if you want to start on the physical side, go for it. But just stay open. Stay open to how you might explore a meditation practice. And in fact, when you really get into the you know the physical Side of it, and you find there's so many different styles of yoga too. P.S. You have, I mean, I'm not, I can't even say them all, but there's you know styles like vinyasa and ashtanga and kundalini and ayangar and so many more. And so, you find a style that you vibe with. For me, it's very much been vinyasa, which means movement coordinated with the breath movement synced up with the breath. It's very creative. No, no two classes are the same. I love that kind of a class. I've also really gotten into kundalini yoga. All right. So just kind of do some research, play around with some different styles, you got to find a teacher that really, you know, resonates with you. That's also a key of this. And then see if after you have your practice, you can just sit for a few minutes, just sit. That's meditation, sitting, sitting, not being pulled away by the thought of, oh, I need to go do that thing or I have to call so-and-so back. Oh, my phone just buzzed. Let me go check the phone. It's like when you have, when you can cultivate a meditation practice it serves you so well because you're able to go through life in a much more discerning way.
0: So how is yoga going to help us in the rest of our life? We talked a little bit about the meditation side of it and, and the relaxation side of it, a little bit about the exercise side of it. Mm-hmm. But, but if we stick at yoga and we get into it and we spend a few months, a year actually actually, you know, getting better at it, how is this going to help us, say, in, in the rest of our, our life, in work and in play and things like that?
1: Yeah. Well, you feel better in your body period. You just feel better in your body. When you feel good in your body, life just flows a lot smoother. And so you become more aligned, right? And so you just feel like everything is stacked on top of each other the way that it's supposed to. I literally was just doing that with my kids before coming on to talk to you today. We were laying down. We actually have this really great um, trampoline and we were stretching. So my son was saying his back was hurting him. And so we were, I was just guiding them on these different stretches to really wring out the spine. And so we were doing these exercises. We were wringing out the spine and I said to them, it's like wringing out a dirty dish rag. And so all that kind of dirty water is coming out and what's left is just fresh. We're bringing in new life. And so when you do that, you feel this sense of spaciousness. So much. Again, we talk about the distractions, the news. I mean, we're living in these unprecedented times. Every day you kind of wake up going, now what? <laughs> you know? Now what? Now what's happening next? Oh, oh, goodness. I almost look at the news with concern. Like, oh, what, what, what yeah. am I going to see? I noticed
0: a plague of locust in the in the news the other day, and it was like they're making this up now.
1: Right. Exactly. Every day is just something else. And I keep coming back to the fact we are living in historical times. There will be movies written about these last few months. There are going to be, you know, full spreads and history books. There are going to be wings of museums dedicated to this. Like This is big. All right. And so when we can bring spaciousness to our way that we experience life and what I have learned through yoga, and what I very much share with my clients is that it allows you to respond to life instead of react to life
0: okay let's move on to the practical side a little bit of of yoga Mm -hmm. because a lot of us are going to be have to have to be trying this out at home Mm -hmm. because you know classes aren't open there's a lot even when the class is open I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people who who don't really Mm want to go to be honest with you Mm -hmm. they'd rather stay at home so do you need a yoga mat will the rug do at home
1: yeah well if all you have is a rug then that's fine I would highly suggest getting a yoga mat that's an investment in your health.
0: But what, a, what does a yoga mat do that a rug wouldn't do?
1: Well, a yoga mat is, quote, sticky. And so they're these sticky mats, you're not going to slip. It's much easier to slip on a rug. OK, and p- don't wear socks either. OK, some people like practice in socks and some if you start your practice and your feet are really cold because I live in when it's cold, it's very cold here. So I'll often start the practice with my socks on, but then I take them off because you want your feet to be connected to the earth. You want to really feel that connection to the earth. earth, And the yoga mat is a portable paradise. I remember when somebody shared that with me, I go, oh, my gosh, that's so what it is. And so when you roll out your mat, it's, it's like you're sending out the signal to the universe. This is my time. You know this is my time, and I'm going to practice here on this mat. If for some reason it's just not available to you, yeah, try it on a rug. But just look to to make sure that you're not slipping, because that's how you can get hurt. You know, if your foot slips and that you know, then you kind of tweak out your back, you can get hurt. There's so many uh, mats now that you can get, and that's something I actually purchased for my husband when this whole quarantine went into place in Massachusetts. I got him a mat because. We had one and it just wasn't that great. And I I had one that I'd been using, you know, because I'm just really dedicated. But he has that now and I'm really glad that he does. And it just, it makes it so much easier and more enjoyable to practice.
0: And how much space do we need? Is there any way to actually sort of measure out how much space we need so we can push the furniture back a little bit?
1: That's a good question. Well, the mat will help you. You know, if you get that mat, just enough room for the mat. (laughs) It's not a lot. I mean, you can be in a narrow space. You definitely can be in a narrow space. Be creative, but the mat—I mean, when you see that thing, it's—it's not a lot. It's really not a lot of space. But and it's interesting because that small amount of space can allow you to feel so much more space in your body and out there in the world.
0: What about things like yoga pants, floppy clothing, Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing? Do do, do we do we need that, or can we just put our, you know, put the shorts on and a t-shirt, an old t-shirt, just get on with it? Just be comfortable.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's really what it is. And for, you know, once you really get more into the practice, there are some poses where you might be going upside down. And so you just want to be mindful that you have something where you feel comfortable perhaps going upside down. And once you get to that, that stage in the journey, yeah, just be comfortable. I mean, yeah, there's great clothes out there now and there's plenty of retailers and manufacturers who make these incredible clothes for practicing yoga. The key is to simply be comfortable.
0: You mentioned a, a few minutes ago about about doing some stretches with your kids and that. Are there, are there mm-hmm. any tips you've got to, to kind of like starting yoga or doing a little bit of yoga with your kids, especially if you've got like, you know, that age group of like six, seven, eight, nine, where they you know, they'll yeah. be wanting to try a little bit of everything, won't they?
1: Yeah. Well, that's it. They're so open. Mm. That was actually the group that I first taught when I, you know, when I went through yoga teacher training, I was a corporate executive at that time. I was just New York City, go, go, go. And I knew that my life it just wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to go. And I I, I had to make a change. And so I went through yoga teacher training while I was still employed full time. So yeah, with kids, and that was the group that I taught when I was a new yoga teacher. And I just loved it because they were so excited. You know, they're like, Oh, sure, let's try it. I'm game for that. Ooh, that's fun. And so just make it fun. You know, make it fun. And, and there's a lot of the poses are named after animals. And so when you can bring in, the name of an animal to oppose they tend to really like that and maybe say hey hey, make why don't you make the sound of um you know of a crow or of a turtle or of a whatever so you can just play with stuff like that and I just do a lot of breath work with them they love it and they ate it up They ate it up. They were so excited to be doing it and they were laughing and we were all next to each other and it was, I just know that that's going to carry me through my day. I've got a full day with lots of, lots of meetings and, and, you know, client calls and I know it's going to help them. So if you have kids and you want to do this, just do it, you know, do it. And they, they get, they like seeing you do it too. So it's not you telling them what to do. It's you doing it with them. It's a wonderful family activity.
0: I, I suppose that's great when they're like six, seven, eight years old, when mm-hmm. they're 14. Is it worth, I mean, like, is it worth trying or, mm-hmm. or just just forget it, you know? Oh,
1: I think you should try it. Yeah. I wish I would have known about it when I was 14. I yeah. wish my parents would have said, hey, let's do this because it would have helped me so much. I mean, imagine what you're going through as a teenager. I mean, that's a wild time and their brains are changing and their hormones are raging and they're... You know, there's so much pressure now social media. I'm so grateful that I didn't have social media when I was a teenager. And they have it now. There's so much pressure. There's so much pressure different than when I was growing up, when you were growing up. So I feel it's a wonderful thing to do with your teenager. And I see a lot of teens come into the classes that, um, you know, when my studio was offering it. And there's certain studios who will offer teen classes. And so it's, you know, teen specific. But let's say you're practicing at home with your child just, you know, say, hey, why don't we try this together? I heard about this teacher. She's really, or he's really energizing, or he's also a blah, blah, you know, like if they're interested in a particular subject, or there's some kind of connector, perhaps, between them and a teacher, maybe you could do a little research on that. And then do the class together and just see. You know, where I live, too, there's a wonderful place here. Unfortunately, it's close this whole year because of the pandemic it's heartbreaking but it's a place called Kripalu and it's the uh, largest yoga wellness and personal development retreat center in North America and it's 20 minutes down the road from my house and they always have these wonderful programs and you know teachers who are coming in yoga teachers spiritual teachers creativity teachers I mean you name it there's the program for it and they will have certain programs for like mothers and daughters and the daughters being like teens, they'll have teen programs, they'll have, you know, family things. And so I feel like that generation in particular, I mean, they know about yoga because it's more mainstream. Like they, there's no way they haven't heard of yoga. Sure. They might not feel uh, like they know how to do it and, and they want to know how to do it, you know, cause those appearances are cool, but gosh, what a wonderful way for them to learn to not let that ego rule them and to not let that inner critic rule them.
0: You can't move on Instagram, can you, without seeing yoga anyway?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's a good incentive for the kids to say, hey, great Instagram shots.
1: <laughs> right. And that might be the reason why they do it at first, <laughs> yeah. but but stay open to that. it really being about them coming home to themselves.
0: Now, if you don't fancy... All the stretching side of it and the exercise side of yeah. yoga. Can you just do the meditation breathing yeah. side of it and just oh, and just focus yes. on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say if you do nothing else, do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you
1: had to only pick one, do that. Honestly, um, but you know, I love the the asana for sure. To me, it's just like the total package. But yeah, meditation is it's a game changer absolute game changer and that should be taught to every human on earth really and they're doing more and more of that in schools and things like that because they're realizing how important it is for children when it comes to you know test taking and stress management i mean when you ask around to kids now like their levels of stress and pressure are so much higher than previous generations because of just all the other things that are at play now so yeah meditation is really just that process of sitting and and getting quiet and going inward I lead a lot of meditations in my business. I'll create, you know, audios and share it with my people. I lead them live during group calls. It's magic. It is total magic. So, yeah, and there's a lot of different resources out there. There's an app called Insight Timer, I-N-S-I-G-H-T Timer. believe it's a global app i think anyone can get it anywhere um and there's a gazillion meditations on there and it's free and you can you know upgrade for the paid version and get you know more options and things like that but yeah if you're new to it i'd say start with an app that is one that you can check out i'm also um a peloton member and i know they've got peloton in the uk here yeah Yeah, and they have uh, so many meditations like every week i'm listening to peloton meditations the teachers are incredible and i know meditation i don't need a teacher to guide me me, but I really like when they do because I can drop in very easily. And so for those of you who you just like, I don't know how to meditate. I've never done it. Just listen to a guided meditation and you will feel better. Like you, there's no way you can, I would say that you could, you know, tune into that and not feel better after that five minutes, 10 minutes, however long there's meditations that, that range in length. It is, um, it's a game changer. And when you meditate, you'll come deeper into the breath. And then that might take you on an exploration of different breathing techniques that you can play with. I mean, if it wasn't for those breathing techniques, I've had three children, I use that big time during labor, when I was birthing those babies, breathing. (laughs) Breathing is everything. It's the first thing we do when we come, we're born. Like we take that breath and people rejoice. Oh, look, he's here, she's here, they're here. And then it'll be the last thing we do when we leave and most people just take their breathing for granted it's just this this thing that they don't even think about but when we get really stressed you'll recognize that your breathing becomes very shallow and you're just doing it really at the at the top part of your body and so you know for those of you tuning in now if you simply want to take that deep breath and and have the air fill up the entire lung capacity go down as far as possible in your body and then as you exhale have it come out and when i breathe i i think about cleansing my body it's like the inhalation is is doing something and the exhalation is doing something else i mean there's there's so many different techniques you can you can study and explore and they each will do something different to your energy
0: i i I reckon you need quite a bit of practice doing the breathing and meditation because i mean as somebody as soon as anybody says to me clear your mind Mm -hmm. exactly the opposite happens doesn't Mm -hmm. it and and it fills
1: well that's welcome to being a human yeah (laughs) But that's why if you get into a guided meditation and just practice. Yeah. Just practice and let yourself like let yourself say I'm going to I'm going to allow myself to be crappy at this. I'm going to allow myself to be a beginner. I'm going to allow myself to not know what I'm doing. And when those thoughts come in that go you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. This is a waste of time, say okay. And you can let those thoughts just float by. Like there when I was really learning how to meditate I had I heard a teacher say the thoughts are going to come. You're not going to eliminate the thoughts. They're there. It's just again part of, part of being human, and so you see the thoughts, and instead of following the thought, being like, oh, that's right, let me, I need to stop now because I need to go respond to so and so. I forgot to respond to them. You just watch the thought go by like a cloud. Like you're sitting on the beach or you're sitting on this your mountain or wherever your spot is that you love to go and you see the thought float by like a cloud and you don't hop onto it and let it take you where it's going to take you down the rabbit hole and then next thing you know, half the day is gone and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I do? So that's that's the key. There's a whole method to it and there's a reason why and it's worth it. It's absolutely worth the practice.
0: It's been a fascinating chat, Jenny. I really appreciate your time. I'm going to definitely try again. Try not. again. Try again. Try again. Um, where can we find you? Where's your website and your social media bits and bobs?
1: Sure. Home base is jennyfenig.com. That's my name, Jenny J E N N Y Fenig, F like Frank, E N I G. dot com. You can find me on. Facebook, at my name, Instagram, at my name. And then I'd love to offer, John, to your listeners a free resource for people who want to get a better handle on their time. Hmm. I created this Reclaim Your Time template. And it's, I mean, that's really what yoga allows you to do, too, the meditation, practice, conscious breathing, is you reclaim your time. And that's really our greatest asset, time. We can never get it back if we've wasted it. And so you can go to JennyFennig.com slash schedule, and you can grab that template. And I walk you through this process that I use to batch my tasks, chunk my time, and get into flow states. So you're getting so much more accomplished without, you know, working all the time, which that's this whole, you know, pandemic and lockdown and quarantine and this new normal because we're not going back to the way things were, you know, like we're just, it's not happening. We're, we're carving out the next thing, the next yeah. chapter, the next era. We have more things on our plate, you know, for a lot of people, their kids are home, the schools are closed or their distance learning, all these things have shifted. So our ability to work with time and really bend it will go so far in allowing you to not feel like a crazy person that just doesn't have enough hours in the day to get things done and the You don't have time to exercise, all of it. So jennyfennig.com slash schedule.
0: Fantastic, Jenny. Thanks for that. Um, I really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. It was fun.
0: Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you could share it on social media. It really helps support the podcast. And if you really, really, really enjoyed the episode, you can support uh, the pod by buy me a coffee on the website. Simple as that, just a one-off cup of coffee for the price of a cup of coffee as well. It helps keep the podcast ad-free, pays for the costs and things like that. Head over to lockdownland.com for all the information. Thanks for listening.